howdy doodly diddles what's going on everybody i literally just got done farting around with my phone right as that started it's like hey hey yay <laughs> i peed in your pool yay i'm just kidding i want to go to hawaii yay <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, Crank Yankers was so amazing. Why underrated? Underrated. Seriously, oh, underrated. Yes, absolutely. That's it, dude. Funny story. That's the reason why on one of my um, accounts on my on my TV, like I forget what the hell it is. It might be CBS, like the Paramount app or whatever. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. profile icon is the uh, the mup- the puppet from that show Spoony Love that was voiced by uh, Tracy Morgan. You did me wrong, girl. Oh, I take uh, you, I take you back in a minute. You, d- love. you did me, girl. You did me wrong, girl. Love. I take you back in a minute. Love Spoony. <laughs> love Spoony. <laughs> Spoony was the best, dude. <laughs> I'll, oh. I'll take you back forever. Tracy Morgan is so good, dude. Oh, oh my god, man. yeah, he's still freaking hunt. He's still freaking oh, funny, man. I'm, I'm glad to see that he recovered after that uh that that accident, that limo accident he was in. Oh yeah, that was really bad, man. Yeah. He uh he was injured for a good hot minute. He he got he got toe up from the flow up. So yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to our lovely little passion project that we call the Battle Bros Podcast. My name is Mac. This guy is Alamo, and welcome to the Thunderdome. You magnificent, magnificent people, you. Um, yeah, so um, didn't before we get started, let me kind of give some context uh, to what happened last week. So kind of had a little bit of a family emergency. Um, had to end up taking my mother to the ER, and if she found out I was talking about this on this forum, she might have a flying shoe coming at my head at a rapid sense of speed, but whatever. She's not here, so. Um, yeah, I had to take my mom. Had it. Well, I mean, I don't. We us white people call it a flip flop, so <laughs> so it's all good. Eh. Still I the mean, same concept. Custard, flying, different languages, same shit. Oh, oh god, what the Marty, go on, Marty, fucker. Anyway, anyway, so <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> it's like any, even the pronunciation was right. Excellent. So anyway, um, yeah. My my mom wasn't feeling good. She went up to uh, something with her with my daughter, her granddaughter, and um, just kind of was complaining. I was kind of giving her shit because she was like, "Oh, the coffee was terrible." I go, like, oh, "It was weak." She goes, "No, it was strong." I'm like, "Mom, you had Cuban coffee. That's like one of the best kinds they make." Duh. Yeah. You've been drinking down that. You've been drinking that white people coffee. It's all good. So <laughs> I felt like a real asshole later because come to find out, she ended up getting sick and kind of up chucking and all that kind of stuff. So Thursday she called me at work and I was, she was like, um, I don't think I'm going to be able to pick up your daughter. I was like, okay. So we kind of scramble, had to make some things happen, get my daughter home. No problem. Take her up to the ER. And then they were like, uh, we're going to admit you, you kind of have some stuff going on. So come to find out she had something wrong with her intestines and, um, she had a blockage. And then they ended up um, having to do uh, surgery earlier this week and um she had a bowel resection done where they you know cut out part of it and then sew the two ends together and stuff and so she's she's a lot better now um kind of found out that the the stuff 
the blockage was actually kind of a um, a mass that was not good. It kind of kind of found out it was cancerous. So good thing is that they yeah. took it all out and all that kind of stuff. So um, it has been a while. I'm talking about this. Why don't you go like muzzle the dog, everybody? That's all good. So. Just, just go do it. Click the camera off and just be like, I'll be right back. It's like, shut up. Anyway, yeah, exactly. There you go. Off he goes, folks. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So it, it's been a long week. It's It's been crazy just kind of you know, getting things done, taking care of everything needs to be taken care of. So, um, yeah, it's this is kind of nice. I can just kind of get back into the flow of things and, um, you know, just kind of have a little bit of a distraction from the crazy week that it's been. So, I do. Ap I apologize, but you know, hopefully, you understand why we kind of had to take that last minute. Your stuff is super loud. I don't know why. What is? Like, you're. You're. It's super loud on that end over there. Really? Okay, it's. It's dying off now. But anyway. So. So that's that's why we didn't exactly have last week's show. Like this happened. This all went down like Thursday night, and then Friday it was just insane. So this is why. We had to take the week off. So sorry, but appreciate it. Not that this is going to reach a whole lot of people. We know like the 14 people that will watch this in the next week. You're like, hey, you guys are awesome. So but anyway, <laughs> um, that's why. But we're back and let's uh, get back to business. I, I thought you just muzzled that dog. Didn't you put a sock in its mouth and duct tape it shut? I'm not, <laughs> con I'm not condoning that. Calm down, people that are associated. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to put him in his house. OK, so go do that. That's fine. Yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll go solo for a minute. Live show, folks. Live exactly. show. Do what you got to do. It's either that or having your kids run around with no pants on. So whatever. So um, if you caught our show previously, thank you for coming back and checking us out again. If you are checking us out for the first time, sorry for the bit of dramatics error, but we're trying to get you caught up on why we were not here last week. My footage is sorry. Um, but yeah, if you haven't caught our show before, Alamo and I have known each other since uh, high school. And um, he was a freshman. I was a senior. We were both in high school when 9-11 happened. Um, kind of altered the trajectory of our lives. Obviously, we both joined um, several years apart. Alamo was active duty. I spent six years in the Guard. Um, I went to Afghanistan. He went to Iraq. Um, we have been friends the whole time. And here we are talking about stuff, veteran-related different stuff. Um, we'll kind of get into the, the meat and potatoes of, of what this show is about at the very end. But that's kind of the the origin story since everybody's a damn Marvel or DC fan nowadays from all yeah. the movies and the other media and whatnot. So we so, got to know what it is that you guys came from. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, um, thanks for stopping by. Hopefully you like the show and, um, we'll just uh, get into it since we wasted enough time. It's already seven and a half minutes in. So yeah, let's go. So um, roll, the baby. show that we did previous to this, um, we were talking, what was it about again? Do you remember? Uh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. Wow. I shall tell us. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a little bit awkward. It wasn't Fortitude. That was episode 40, we did 40, 41. We had Jerry Strickland on. Patriots. We did. Yeah, that's right, because it was right after 9-11. Right, yes, 9-11 would have correct. been coming up. Okay, so talk about what a Patriot was. So um, tonight, kind of in keeping with that theme, we're going to be talking about another topic kind of related to folks in um, from our background, whether it's military, whether it is other aspects of life. We're going to be talking about legacy. 
Okay. Yeah. What what is legacy? What is it? What does it mean? How is it passed on? So on and so forth. Okay. So the definition that I found, because a lot of the definitions that you can research kind of talk about moolah, money, things you leave to, you know, that, you know, money that you leave to, you know, legacy fortune or legacy investment, whatever. So the, the one that I found that seemed the most apropos and applicable to what we're talking about says anything handed down from the past as in as from an ancestor to a predecessor. Okay. So I immediately think of a couple of different things, you know, kind of like the legacy of, you know, family members, you have your parents, the legacy of their kids, or you have, um, like my mom was, was watching animal house in the hospital today. And I was like, Oh, so-and-so, so Dorfman flounder. He's a legacy. His brother was here before. It's like, that's kind of like a legacy guy that, you know, is joining the same fraternity as a previous family member, different context, but kind of the same stuff. So, yeah. Um, and the reason we brought this up is because we just recently experienced um, the world went through the, the world experienced the death of um, United Kingdom's longest serving monarch, which was Queen Elizabeth II. She was on the throne for 70 something years, um, which is just astounding. I mean, that's that's longer than my dad was alive. Like he was he died on the last day of his 68th year, like 70 years on the throne. It's like, whew a long time man so and i was kind of thinking about what her legacy was you know she she served in world war ii um in in some capacity i'm not exactly certain what it was or how that went to be and i don't want to bring discredit to her memory or, or you know what that was and whatnot but um you know there's just a lot of different things in that you know you could say that she has a legacy for and i was just being a, a a great leader of her country i mean just seeing her country through so many different things going from you know she became she went she she um she ascended the throne i think in the 50s it was during korea it was like right before right during korea because it was 70 years so 22 backwards is 1952 so we were right in the middle of korea when that was going on yeah so, I mean, like, holy <clears throat> shit, that's a long time. You got all this stuff that happened from 1952. a long time, yeah. Yeah, like how much the world has changed I and mean, all the different things in it and whatnot. So it's just like, yay, yowza. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, she definitely has a great legacy as a world leader, as, you know, the leader of a nation, as the common, the, the British Empire, the Commonwealth realms as they call it. I don't know all of the vernacular and all that kind of stuff. Hey, just don't scream because we can hear you over the microphone, okay? Um, but yeah, this again, this is a live show. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's trying to wrangle two boys and put them to bed without, you know, kicking their butts. So, but yeah, I mean, just a person like that, she's, she's an icon because when she took the throne, she was only, I think, 25 or so years old. There weren't that many women leaders back in the 50s, if any. So, you know, she could you could call her, uh, you know, someone that paved the way and was, you know, a groundbreaking type of person leader in, in that in her own right. So there's that. Um, and then two weeks ago, this Sunday, there was another death for folks. Um it's like when the microphone first comes on, it's like super, super, super loud, and then it eventually just kind of fades down. It dissipates, or yeah. 
A little it's, bit. Uh, I believe it comes down to the noise cancellation feature that is on StreamYard. Is that? It, 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 has is, to, it has to recalibrate itself. Okay. Is it, it's not your new graphics card, though, right? No, no, that's not even plugged in. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So for Army folks, especially guys that are in the special operations community, um, there was another um, death of a pretty magnanimous leader, and that is a gentleman by the name of Lieutenant General David L. Grange. Now, for most folks, they're probably not going to know who that name, that what that name, who that person is, or what why that name is significant. Yeah. But this is a gentleman who, uh, at one point, uh, commanded the 75th Ranger Regiment. Um, has some pretty you know decent exploits under his name when it comes to leading troops in combat and whatnot, but. Um, most notably, he is the namesake of the Best Ranger competition that they hold at Fort Benning every year. It is the David L. Grange Best Ranger competition. So, I mean, that's kind of a badass you know, thing to have going on for you there. Talking about, like, you got the Ranger competition. Like, you got all these guys coming out to see who's got the biggest nuts. It's like, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It's my kind of competition. So, so yeah, you know, we I wanted to just kind of briefly talk about, you know, what legacy is and this, that, and the other. So, um, one of the, in, in discussing this, you know, Alamo and I have talked about a lot of different things when we just kind of sit. First off, we're lucky we put on a podcast because we literally sit and waste a lot of damn time on a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday night because we're just literally fucking around dick dancing just being stupid it's like dude we got shit we got to do no wonder we're up to 11 o'clock we started meeting at nine we're up to 11 because we're just sitting here being stupid he goes yeah i know it's awesome so but um you know it's one of the things that we talked about and i've told the story several times before is that you know i met a gentleman and i've known plenty of guys in my life that were vietnam vets and I feel like there is a, a, a bit of kindredship between Vietnam vets and guys that are part of the GWAT generation because these guys came over and they were treated like absolute garbage trash and garbage and just like the, the scum and villainy of society. Yes, I did kind of borrow that from Star Wars, but just saying. I mean, you got these guys that went over and did something. Yeah, that never find fun. another... <laughs> Never mind, never just mind. shut up. Thank you. <laughs> Jackass. You got these guys went over and did an impossible job, a thankless yeah. job. They got home, they treated it like crap. Some guys, you know, they're told, don't wear a uniform home. You get spit on, you'll get, you know, thrown garbage and feces and stuff on you. It's 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 terrible. Yeah. A lot of these guys just couldn't admit that they were in a war that wasn't popular. Yeah. So on and so forth. So, you know, I, I kind of I always, you know, make sure if I meet somebody who's a Vietnam vet, I try to say, hey, man, welcome home. Thank you for yeah. your service. You know, not to be cheesy, but just to be sincere, because a lot of those guys yeah. didn't get that kind of shit. They got a, they got a, they got a really shit, they got a really shit deal, man. Like these guys, you know, nobody really, not a, not, not a lot of people know this, but I mean, about 65 to about 75% of the army back then was still volunteer. I mean, that's going all the way up until the end of the war at in like, what was it, 90 or, or 1970? 72. Five, 72, 1972. 72 is when Saigon fell, and then the last so, Pfizer's were out in yeah. five, I believe. Exactly. Like, could be wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, like, going all the way to 1972, 
it was still predominantly a volunteer army. A lot of people think like, oh, these guys were just drafted. You know, they just blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, only a quarter of those numbers were draftees. It's not like these, like, so with a vast majority of the military back then still being volunteer, still going over there because they think they're doing the right thing, and coming home to be literally spit on, to be shat on, to just all types of crazy stuff, bro. Like, it had to be tough. So it's it's kind of... There's no the hell way it wasn't. No the hell way it wasn't. And see, and here's here's the interesting conundrum with that. It's like serving your country is one of the most noble acts a person can do. And that can be serving your community, your country, whatever the case may be. I mean, just meeting a lot of the nurses in the hospital taking care of my mom. It's like those are people that are on the front line serving the community, especially in these day and age. It's like, yeah, I was just like, you guys, you ladies are just amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. It's hard nowadays. You know, not trying to kiss ass, but just being sincere and just being thankful. I mean, it, she's she's very lucky she's in the hospital she's in because it has just been an absolutely just completely non-stereotypical experience that you would have in certain places. So I'll just yeah. say that. I don't want to say which hospital because I'm not trying to get into all that kind of stuff. But it was just it, – it's a hospital in Tampa. I'll say that. But I mean, just really kind of changed my opinion. It's a place. About. It's a place over in the area, over in the town across the way. I don't know why I started talking like a Canadian. My bad. Um, yeah, my bad. Sorry. Well, would you like to go there for that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll save on to that one. Zhongi. We'll take that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's just. Like I said, you know, you have these people that just go out and, and do something so noble to give up their time to in to educate and better themselves to go out and help others, you know, service to, you know, and like, hell, there were nurses that were getting arrested. There were nurses that were getting fired yeah. because they didn't want to get vaccinated and all this crazy stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, I just drew that comparison in my head comparing it to, you know, Vietnam vets coming home. It's just like, you signed up for this and people are treating you like you're the a criminal like you're the bad guy it's like yeah but at the same time we live in a nation where you're free to express that opinion so it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have that catch-22 there that conundrum where it's just like um yeah let's find that middle ground so like i said i kind of feel that special kinship to to vietnam vets because you know they that one that story i told where i, I met that guy working in retail he's like i you know it's like Vietnam vets are going to make sure you guys didn't come home to what we came home to. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, we're friends. We just became best friends. Hell, fuck yeah. So it's like, absolutely. So, but, you know, legacies can also go like a different way too. I mean, um, I'll, I'll give you two examples of that. So, you know, for the folks in my generation and, and folks like myself that served in Afghanistan, you know, the legacy of how our conflict ended after 20 years legacies can be very bad they can be very negative they can be you kind of just look Mm -hmm. at it and just it's like the kids say nowadays shaking my damn head you know it's just you go over there you're part of something proud you do something smdh yeah smdh shaking my damn head or smfh it's like yeah 
cranked it up a little notch here, pal. I'm doing it again. Shut up, dude. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, are we? Am I proud to have served during the time that I did? Hell yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The legacy of how it all ended, though, can is a, a little bit of a smear, a stain, a tarnish on the overall, you know, service of all these great Americans that went over there. Yeah. Um, and the, the crazy thing is, is I mean, Iraq ended pretty much in the same freaking manner. Uh, go figure under the same people that we won't mention in doing office. Um, but uh, Iraq ended the same way, man. When I, when I saw what was going on with ISIS, dude, I, I about lost it, man. Like, yeah. I'm not talking about like I was crying. No, I, I literally, I was in my, sh I was in the shitter at work and I put, I literally punched a hole. <laughs> I punched a hole through the don't, listen, bathroom don't, door. Don't, don't, don't ever admit to anything you might have done wrong. That's the, that's the, the sham shield code of, uh, table. <laughs> well, of I don't work for this company anymore, so I don't care. Oh, okay. You're good. So yeah, sure. I, carry, literally carry on, my, my I literally was like, mother boom. Put the hole right through the door because of what I was seeing going on in Iraq. Yeah, I, I just for because I think about it like I lost friends in that country. I yeah. lost, you know, I mean, shit. We lost a friend from high school in that country. Or well, yeah. no, actually, in my well, at least in my unit, which it was still because I felt like I could have been there. But we yeah, that. we won't open that box of fucking. Um, but you know, it was just. Or, or even I, the way, even I the way that volunteered to go back, yeah. Because there, there were guys that were finding a way to volunteer and go back. I almost did that, just and so you, I could get back at ISIS. Yeah, you remember there was there was some stuff circulating last year about this time, where they had that picture, that very iconic picture from the fall of Saigon, where there's a CH forty seven Chinook. With its, with its tailgate at the top of a building, you see these people trying to climb up, ascend these the stairway outside yeah. to this little tiny section of rooftop where this guy parked and, the tailgate ass the ass part of a fucking. This day, on. it's no less infuriating. Right, but then there was another picture side by side to that. Yeah, of a, a helicopter flying around in in Kabul, and yep. it was like I don't know, I know exactly what a, you're talking about. Right. I'm explaining for the people at home there, gay. Shut your mouth. Roger. Anyway, but they're drawing a lot of comparisons. Like, here we go again. Like, this is our, this nation's Vietnam. I was like, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare say that that's, this is this generation, mm -hmm. this era is Vietnam. Because it's not. We no. had, we had all kinds of support. We had the people because we got into Afghanistan because we were attacked here in 9 11, yeah. you know? It was a little bit of quite a bit different thing going into, than yeah. going into Vietnam. And here's something else, too, talking about legacy. Yeah. Um, we talked about it um, during our, I think, during the Patriot Show or, or before that. One of the few episodes that we've done in the last, like, seven or eight. Hold that thought. You know, up? you could say that the legacy of Vietnam is that as a nation, we learned to appreciate the people that serve a little bit more. A little bit more. Specifically because... We didn't, as as today's veterans, we didn't get the treatment that they got. Okay, in a sense, yes. in a sense, in that in that regard, yes. But I would argue that point by saying it depends on which 
microcosm of society that we're talking about if they Correct. really learn that lesson. Oh no, I, I definitely no, I definitely agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. But um, what I was gonna say though, talking about legacy, is um, I forget what episode we talked about it, but you know how you had these these folks go. Um, you had that one guy who was a New York uh, NYPD detective. And uh, John Stewart, they went in front of Congress and they were talking about how the hell are you guys running out of money for the survivors and for the, the relief the workers that were there at work in the pile at 9-11? It's like these guys did something impossible. Why are we not? And like if you haven't seen something and like I don't don't say I'm not saying watch this to like get your blood boiling because in a small aspect it will. Yeah. And, you know, John Stewart, you know, either like him or not, you know, love him or hate him, whatever your case may be. I know, you know, kind of he did the the, the, the Daily Show and they assessed you around politics. Whenever they had elections and stuff, it got really political and this and the other. But he's a he's a good comedian. Like, I I, I like him. He You know, he's one of those great guys. He's a he's one of those comedians that kind of makes you think a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a clip of him talking about Chappelle and he was like, man, Chappelle was at was at. Comedy Central, the same time I was, it was this rocket ship. It was just going crazy. And they offered him $50 million after the third season of his show. And he walked away. And John Stewart was like, Wow. You mean to tell me that these motherfuckers running this network have $50 million? We can't even have snacks on set, you sons of bitches. It's like, <laughs> he's, he's great, you know. But he gets up here in front of Congress and like, you could just see like he's on the verge of losing it. He is just so beside himself. He's like, how in the hell are you telling these guys after all they did to help get this nation back on its feet, this city to breathe life into this city after it had one of the most, the most heinous things in history in our country's history ever happened that, Oh, Hey, sorry, you're sick. Nothing we can do. Yeah. And like he's pretty much just chewing these these Congress people apart, like ripping them a new asshole. It's kind of like kind of had it coming. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, to, to hear him talk about that, just the passion and the fury, like all those different emotions wrapped up in a box, and him talking about it, it's like it's something you should watch. It's just one of the things you really need to watch. So, but um, yeah. Did you have anything you want to add before I moved on to the next part, dude? Um, no, not for this part. So when we talk about legacy, <clears throat> it kind of, you know, we can also discuss the aspect of, you know, a unit's legacy. So, yeah. Um, originally Alamo and I had a, a different thumbnail that we were using for this episode. That'll show up. Um, if you're watching on YouTube or, uh, some of the other app, app services or whatnot, he'll name them all at the end of the show. There's like 47 of them. So <clears throat> wait, wait one. Um, but we ended up, you know, I, I showed, I found this picture and it was from the 75th anniversary of D-Day, which was back in 2019. And it's just amazing photo. They had some guys with a uh, Ranger regiment and they, um, went over to Normandy, France and they, um, they had a couple of guys. They had they actually. So one of the big things in the the, the lineage and the history of the Ranger Regiment is these guys going and climbing the hip the cliffs on at uh, Point du Hoc. 
so they did that. They came and they put rope ladders down. And they did that. And one of the great pictures that they took was they had a dude kind of like kneeling and he's wearing all World War II garb, like, you know, period, you know, World War II uniform of an army ranger. And he's got his arm outreached and he's helping to grab, helping to, he's got the hand of this guy who's coming up over the cliff, but he is dressed in all the modern day shit that a guy assigned to Ranger Regiment would wear. So he's wearing multi-camp, yeah. he's got all the high-speed stuff, he's got the fast comp, he's got the, you know, the high-speed helmet, all the whiz-bangs, all the cool, you know, kind of gadgetry and all that kind of shit. But what they did to make it really cool is they took the image and they cut it in half. And the, the guy with in the World War II regalia is in black and white. And they kind of distressed it to make it look like something from that time. And then you have the guy, modern day Ranger, in all in full color and like, you know, better f- photo quality. And it's just like, it's an amazing photo. And, you know, I was, I brought it up to Alamo here and I was like, dude, we could use this instead because originally we had a picture, we had a, a photo of this, um, this family. There was like eight people, different generations, like three or four generations of people in this family that all served going from world war two to Korea to Vietnam, desert storm to today. And like, it was cool and everything. And, Nothing against you, man. Like it was a good picture, but at the same time, I'm glad you changed it because I was like looking at this. I'm like, yeah, that's badass. <laughs> so, like, you know, the 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 legacy of these different units. You know, talking about another good example, like Band of Brothers. You know, um, when you when you read about their exploits during the Battle of the Bulge when they're in Bastogne, um, that became kind of like the legendary stuff that these guys go to, or or even all the stuff with. Um, 82nd Airborne, any of these prestigious units, you know, there's, I think it's, um, like the legacy of, uh, Audie Murphy, um, his old unit, which is, I think, I think it's Bravo first to the 15th Bravo, uh, 115 is called the Audie Murphy boys because that's the unit that he was in when he was awarded his, uh, medal of honor. And he, he was awarded yeah. two of them, right? Or just one. Audie Murphy. Yeah. Um, I believe it was just the one. I might be wrong, but I think it was just the one. I'm going to look it up right now. I mean, he pretty much got awarded almost every damn combat decoration there was to be awarded. Like, yeah, Audie Murphy was a badass, and he was a short guy too. He wasn't very tall. No, makes sure it makes short guys like me feel kind of good. Like, yeah, <laughs> short people can fucking be something. <laughs> Jesus, he was Bro. like five foot four, five five. Just it was five five foot. Oh well, never mind. Five foot five of just hardcore hard ass. Five <laughs> foot five. Yeah. So he yeah. he made it. He ended up getting a battlefield commission. Um. Oh yeah. Murphy received the Medal of Honor for Valor that he demonstrated at the age of 19 for single-handedly holding off a company of German soldiers, German soldier soldiers for an hour. Soldiers, soldiers, soldiers. I've got like freaking mush brain right now, dude. It's been a long week. Um, yeah. At the at the Colmar Pocket in France in January of 45. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, I mean, he's got the, he's got the Distinguished Service Cross, Silver Star, Bronze Star. He's got the Legion of Merit. Let me. Go down to his stuff. It was 
Yeah, that, yeah, I was right. Company B, 1st Battalion, 15th Infantry Regiment, the Audie Murphy boys. Nice. So, yeah. So yeah. they have the legacy of having him there. So it, it makes me think, you know, and, and just thinking about the legacy, like you're talking about legacy of units, right? Like it makes me think yeah. of my unit. And like the reason, like, I, I told you the backstory about the fleur-de-lis, right? Like the reason why we were why we were awarded the fleur-de-lis, we were able to fly the fleur-de-lis on our patches, go, was because go of our service. And, yeah, go ahead and tell that story again. We we were able to, we were able to fly the fleur-de-lis on our patches because of the distinguished service we had during World War One in France in assisting the French. When the army, you know, when the when the United States arrived into the conflict, like things were just. Like you think about the things that the American military were able to do during World War One, when in, in in all honesty, I mean, for God's sake, the last war they had fought was, you know, line groups fighting line to line in a freaking field. You know, the yeah. French during that time frame—that's the kind of fighting they were used to. Right. I mean, the French hadn't fought an, an, a, a a real conflict, you know, at like at all for like years you know a la like what we went through during fucking the civil war so you want to talk about when the french first went up against the germans back then they got fucking massacred i mean they were dealing with machine guns uh self-repeating pistols you know bolt action rifles that you know that that it, it was just it was it was it was it was nuts and the kinda machine like, gun just kind of kind of like the same situation with the French military advisors in uh, French Indochina. Yeah, they got attacked by the VC and they got wiped. They got out. destroyed. They got but, massacred. You know when the Americans showed up, I mean we were a, the, the, we were fresh. We hadn't been experiencing any kind of real war at the time. You know the only reason we, we got, were the new kids on the we cell block. New clip, yeah. We were the new kids on the block, and when the Second Cavalry Regiment arrived, I mean, they fucking kicked ass, man. They act, kicked absolute ass. They were dragoons back then, um, just like we were right now. Um, I believe there was a time period after that where it went back to just being strictly cavalry. Um, but it, it was, it was basically mounted infantry at the time. Um, you, maybe you can answer this question. Are they, are they still over? Are they still stationed in Germany? Yes, they are. We, we still, cause, uh, it, and, uh, the reason that... second cav is considered QRF. They're, they're meant to be able to go, I mean, really deployable anywhere around the world from that location. <laughs> And the reason I ask that is because there's just a lot of like transitional type things going on where like the, the Marines are kind of focusing stuff over towards like Australia winding and, like, down. Well, not winding down, but just kind of reallocating and repurposing different groups and different forces, other places like for a lot instance, of guys they, left too. Yeah. They, they just had, um, and we've talked about this previously once or twice, you mentioned it in like the current events and stuff, but, um, they just re, um, designated the uh, U.S. Army Alaska as the 11th Arctic Airborne Division. Yeah. Um, so they're changing that whole unit. Like, and I read something else today on Army Times. They're getting rid of all the strikers. The strikers are going somewhere else, and they're actually turning the 173rd or something into an air assault unit, as opposed Damn. to. As that opposed was in. To, that's in. Uh, that's in Alaska. Base, in Alaska. Yeah. Damn. I think. Yeah, it's, that was a big striker unit too. 
Yeah, it's the one seventy third striker brigade, I believe. But um, yeah. but yeah, they're 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 re re doing the whole unit into um, uh, air assault or some shit. But air assault, air assault, air assault, air assault. But yeah, I mean, you know, and I I like how when you're when you go to like, especially on active duty, you have to they they kind of want you and they in some ways force you to learn the legacy and the lineage of these units and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, talk like we really didn't do that too much in my unit just because, you know, it's a little bit different to National Guard. So <clears throat> you don't really have a lot of time for that. You go to assemble for drill once a month and you're out there to train and do all that kind of stuff. I would have liked to have done more, though. I mean, if you get a chance to go up to the museum up there on uh, um, Camp Landing up there uh, to the east of Stark, just south of Jacksonville. They got some pretty cool stuff. They got a captured Nazi flag with the swastika and stuff on it and all this other shit. They have like the, the regimental yearbook from uh, a certain time. Like, I forget when, but it's like an old ass yearbook and stuff. But learning that kind of stuff is cool. You know, like, you yeah. know, you, you learn like about the people that came before you and this and that and the other. And it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of badass, man. I like that kind of stuff. You know, I'm a big history nerd, so I, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, you know, and, you know, we're talking about legacy. One of the other things, too, is um, uh, the legacy of parents, you know. So, like, that's the biggest, that's probably the most common day-to-day example we can give that I can think of right now. It's just the legacy of, of parents raising their kids. You know, what are you passing on to them? Um, I can remember a story. I remember very vividly, actually, um, talking about when my grandfather passed away. Um, he was a product of the depression. He graduated high school and never had any college, but he still went on to be the president of a bank in Zephyr Hills. He uh, had owned and operated his own produce company. Um, did a lot of stuff for a guy that never had any like formalized college education, but he went yeah. and he did a whole bunch of, he took, it was a really big advocate for the Dale Carnegie leadership course and, you know, he actually made me sit down and read it. But when I was out of high school, he's like, you're, you're an adult now. I want you to read this and we're going to talk about it. See if you studied. And I'm just like, yes, sir. So and we did. And we did. And I'm, and I'm glad we did because it was, it was a good, it was a, it was a good thing to talk about. But yeah. Um, when he passed, I was, let's see, what year did he pass? Jesus, I should know that. I think it was 2004 because my my you and my brother were still in school i believe i i should know that and that's terrible that i don't yeah but um i think it, i'm pretty sure it's 2004 i think it's march march 2004 but anyway like so many people came to the not a wake but like a, a not a viewing but like a memorial service there at the funeral home in town and some guy walked up to me he's like you're jim's grandson and i didn't know who this guy was he goes i was like yes sir he goes well jim raised a good family and i expect you're the absolute same so good on you and i was just like i never met this guy before he don't know me from tom dick or harry but i'm just like wow like you know it, you know he he did a lot of different stuff he was involved with the american legion he was actually awarded uh legionnaire of the year one year at his Legionnaire post because he did a little service project that, you know, was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, that kind of legacy, I was just like, 
that's the kind of guy I want to be, man. Like, I want to be a good dude that people are just like, you know, he wasn't the brightest tool in the shed. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, that's true. But, dude, you could do to help you out, you know. If you call him up at 3 o'clock in the morning, hey, man, help me dig a body. Help me dig, bury a body. Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> did your chair just drop? I it did. <laughs> what the hell? Playing with a freaking handle. But I don't think another, I meant to do that on. I didn't do that on purpose. The last example that I found, well, this another example I found talking about like family and legacy. Um, I'm a real big fan of uh, Steve Harvey. You know, Steve Harvey show like he's yes. got so many good books out there. You know, about business and positive thinking and this that, and the other. But um, you know, just he, like the he on the last show that he did on his talk on his daytime talk show, he had a bunch of his fraternity brothers come out, and he was a member of the Omega Sci Fi fraternity. I'm not certain which. What are you staring at, dude? It's the cat now. Really? Oh, okay. Why were you I'm hiding in here? Oh. You can't catch a break tonight, dude. Jesus. Anyway, so Steve Harvey was in the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity when he was in college. And, um, you know, he goes on and he just does, has this great career. He starts off as a comedian acting, but he's just, he, he goes and he's just, he's a, he's a good solid guy. I mean, yeah. he ended up having the street where he grew up on in the south, in the city of Cleveland, Ohio, named after him. It's 112th street. In the hood, as he says, is now named Steve Harvey Way. But uh, ah, ah, nice. you have you have all these. He's got the Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation. But just like you know, and when he when he had all his fraternity brothers on there, you know, they talk about what it is. You know, what this service, what this fraternity meant. Like the biggest thing of his fraternity is service. You know, service to others, service projects. You know, it's like if you're not about this that lifestyle, you're not with us. So that was just something that always kind of impressed me. Is you got a guy that just is so giving of others. You know, they have these stories of affirmation during one of his birthday shows. These kids that came up and they said, you know, I had this going, I had this going, but hey, now I've got this kind of degree. I've got this kind of GPA. I'm going to go to this college in the fall. And it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's cool to hear that stuff. So, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, going back to the whole children thing, it's like, you know, that's that's a living legacy. You have your kids, you have a chance to pass along what you know and what you've learned. And, you know, that's something that should not ever be taken lightly. You know, it, it's so important that time is so fleeting, especially nowadays. You know, everybody's got their head stuck in a phone or on a screen. Like, you got to just really find the time to, to make those magical moments, you know, um, just wherever you can, you know, it's because you never know when you're not going to have that opportunity again. And I say that to bring up our last point is that this show is a, you know, live living memorial and legacy to our friend, John, um, you know, John was just a, a, a great person to be around funny dude. Just love to laugh, love to have fun, just do dumb shit and get in trouble. And, um, you know, it, it's a shame that he's not here anymore, you know, because he was a dude that you just, 
every time you're around, dude, your sides hurt. You just be laughing. So I was like, see the stitches? Holy shit, there's stitches in my lungs in there. Like, just sew that shit back up. It's crazy. So, and, and to kind of, you know, go back around full circle, what we were talking about, that's how this show got started. You know, our friend John was, um, you know, unfortunately had some demons and he chose to, you know, listen to those demons and he solved a temporary problem with a permanent solution. And yeah. that's rather unfortunate. You know, John should, I would, I would love for John to still be here and, we can sit around having a beer. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, nice. I think that's kind of the whole point of this whole episode is you know, you you have a story to tell. You have a you have something to pass on. You know, if you if you you know and and you know our whole objective is to prevent at the very least that one person from you know if it, if if all we prevent is one person one person right from doing what john did that's one extra person left to pass on a legacy to others the whole point of a legacy is that you you don't know who you're going to influence in the future you don't know who's going to be touched by your story who's going to say damn that guy was the guy I should have followed, or that woman was the one I should have followed. Facts. You look at look at Pat Tillman. Pat God, Tillman. Was yeah, a, Pat Tillman. Yeah. Pat Tillman was a guy who was a football player, and 9-11 happened. He said, No, I need to do my part. So he left, yeah. walked away from a, a awesome career. Five million dollar contract. Walked away from a, that kind of money. Said I'm gonna go serve my country. He raised his right hand. He took the oath, and he ended up joining the army and became an army ranger. Unfortunately, he was you know tragically killed in a friendly fire accident and whatnot. Yeah. But now they have the Pat Tillman Foundation, where it takes you know they award scholarships to all these people, like um, just different people that are doing their best to change the world. One of them was a guy named uh, Johnny Kim, who is a guy who. Um, started off his career as a Navy SEAL enlisted. Then he went, he went to Harvard medical school and became a doctor, went back and, you know, still went back to the Navy and became a physician in the Navy and stuff. Now he's a freaking astronaut, man. It's like, yeah, holy shit, man. Like, but it's, it's all because of, you know, the legacy that Pat left behind, just how he freaking had all this just boundless energy and, enthusiasm and vigor and had piss and vinegar running through his veins. I mean, the guy yeah. was just, he was a force <laughs> of nature from what everybody says about him. But yeah, that I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there because it popped into my head. I was like, Oh yeah, no, you're good, fun. man. You're good. I, that, that, but again, like I said, look that that's a great case in point. You know what I mean? Mr. B God, yeah. Mr. B where the hell would like so many of us, that got a chance to be in his class. Where would so many of us be if we hadn't freaking had him as a freaking teacher, as someone that yeah. is a positive influence in our lives? And if you don't you know, know who we're talking about, we're talking about a history teacher that Alamo and I both had, and that pretty much anybody that went to our old high school um, had at one point, if they were f very, very fortunate. Um, Bruce Burnham was a, I mean, he taught at that school pretty much since it opened. Opened, yeah. I mean, so he was there for like 30 something years. And then um, uh, he just passed away last year from, yeah. I believe, uh, cancer, unfortunately. 
Hey, yeah. cancer. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Anyway, fuck you, cancer. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, hey, cancer. Fuck you. Only you could take something semi-serious uh, and just spin it like that. And, uh, oh, my God. That's great. But anyway, okay, so, yeah. Right. So, Burnham was just, man, he was – that was an experience. That was part of your experience going to high school at yeah. Armwood High School in Sheffner, Florida. Like, you had Burnham's class, man. It was just awesome. He has he left was, such a legacy behind. Like, bro, like, we were there. The stu- His former students right now are trying to get – the box for our football field renamed the Bruce Burnham freaking uh, uh, what you call it. I think uh, that got approved. I did not, get approved. I'm not certain. I'll have to look that up, but that's uh, yeah. But yeah. There was a big petition because <laughs> I mean, the guy, he was, he was a teacher during the week. He'd go out and he would call the games. Um, yes. During the Friday I night football. I still remember teams. his voice during the freaking games, man. And he would also, um, he was really heavily involved with the baseball team. He'd go out there and announce the baseball games too when they were out there playing yep. stuff. Um, but just, I mean, like like Alamo said, the the legacy of this guy, he had such, he got you so involved yeah. in the lessons, like talking about stuff. And like, I thought it was great when I drew something. I like, I took his history of Vietnam War class and he was like, all right, I want you to make something or do something. I ended up drawing like the different flags for like Vietnam. So they had like French Indochina or so like the French flag and then this and the, the Vietnamese flag and they had North and South and then all that stuff. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's great. So he laminated it and hung it up in his classroom. And I saw it like a year or so later. I was like, yeah, I made that. Yeah. It took me five minutes, but I made it. That's cool. That's my, yeah, see, hey, that's me, you know, but not, not for the notoriety of it. I don't care, but it's just like, you know, yeah. when you can do something like that and, and, you know, help to do all that stuff, like the fact that I got to go and um, they do a thing, they do a ceremony uh, at the end of the school year in on April 30th or around April 30th, where when you're in that, when you're in the history of the Vietnam war class that he did, you would interview veterans and you got to type up their story and then you actually presented them with a copy of it. So like everybody in the, in on the group in the classes got copies the veterans got copies of it. And they actually sent a lot, uh, a copy of this volume of the oral histories of the Vietnam war to the library of Congress in Washington, DC. So it's there forever. Like that is a super cool legacy that I was proud to be a part of. And, and the fact he, that he got, he asked me to, to do the master ceremonies for the, uh, the the ceremony yeah uh, the awards the the presentation ceremony that year was i was just like yeah i'm freaking happy as hell to do it man it was it was it was cool it was so awesome to see all those guys out there it was freaking fantastic see that's the that's the point man that's why we find it so important to stop i mean if you guys if you're having thoughts of these if you're having thoughts if you're having any kind of what you call it dude rethink it rethink it right now because you you never know who you're going to influence i mean if you if you you haven't been there there's somebody around you has okay hello and you know you never know who you're going to influence you never know i mean i can i can think of a handful of kids that I mean, from elementary to freaking high school that 
I don't know. I absolutely loved me. And I loved them like they were my little brother, little sister, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I like one kid specifically. I love this kid to freaking pieces. His name was uh his name is Adam. He was from uh he was from my old church. Um and the Catholic Church know, in 579? No, no, no. Um oh, the okay. the one the one in a that I used to go to. Oh, okay. Um I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I was the, I don't think I was the main influence for it. I think it was kind of something that he always wanted to do. But I remember when he found out that I was in the army, he was always asking me questions about it. Like, hey, you know, you know, Manny, you know, you know, this, this, that, and the other. You know, how was it? Like, was it like this? You know, blah blah blah. And, um, you know, I was able to give him advice. You know what I mean? And and you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't sugarcoat anything. You know, I, I, that's not me. That's not who I am. I tell that's, them how it that's, is. That's called setting somebody up for failure and you're managing expectations as well. Yeah. There's going to be times when joining the military fucking sucks. It yes. sucks donkey balls. Like you're just like, yeah. what the fuck was <laughs> I thinking? And that's what I told him. I was like, look, you know, there's going to be times that freaking suck, but hard you live for those, that you live for those moments that, freaking rule in all for lack of any better terminology they freaking rule um and you know that's that's what that's i mean really that that's really there what, what you're there for besides you know doing something that's bigger than yourself man yeah and i i i feel like that was kind of like because it was a, it was a fair it was a probably like a good maybe 10 15 minute conversation that i had with him and I think that was kind of like that final, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking do this type oh, yeah. thing for him. You know what I mean? I had and, that. I had a, I had a similar experience to that recently. I was in the grocery store and the guy yeah. was like, Jake, you in the army? I'm like, yeah. And I, and I, it's so, it's so dumb. Like, I, I wear that. I, a buddy of mine gave me a, a hat. It just says like Afghanistan vet has like the yeah. campaign ribbons and stuff on it. And it's just a hat. Like, I don't wear it just so people can go, Hey man, thank you. Like, it's just a hat. I grab it to put it on. Yeah. The sun out of my face. And then I end up getting taught like people talking <clears> and stuff. And, just, and he was like, all right, man. So tell me what should I go into? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm trying to join the military. I'm like, Oh, is it? What do you want to do? He goes, I'm trying to be uh, law enforcement. I'm like, all right. So they call it this. They call it this. They call it that. So, mm -hmm. and like we were talking, like because he's, he's kind of set his mind on the air force. So I'm like, well, security forces. I mean, hey, it's it's not a bad thing to go. That's into. actually a good group. They got the air force has a pretty good security force. I mean, and like I said, you know, you don't sugarcoat it. You tell it to them straight. Everybody's got yeah. it called something different. You know, there's yeah. There's a reason stereotypes exist, but you know, you know, security forces they carry on the legacy of the old. Um, you used to call them what they call them back in the air police. You used to call them the air police back in the day and stuff. So again, legacy and shit. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you never like like we say with this show all the time. It, it it when we're talking about this show, you know, you it may not the message we have may not be for you. It may be for somebody else. So you tell somebody, and then they tell somebody, and then hey. Somebody gets a message that they need to hear so we can keep them around and we can keep their legacy alive. Yeah. We've accomplished something. Will we ever know it? No, but probably not. That person's still here. So, <laughs> but yeah, like we said, you know, John was just a, was a good dude. And fortunately he chose to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution. So we, um, you know, 
we started doing this show and in the course of talking about this show we, we were trying to like what's something we can use to keep people you know get their head you know make sure their their, their equipment's wired tight and all that stuff so we came up with the bros code and what the bros code is it's just a little kind of like yeah. you know, a little stanza or something you know little kind of things you can remember just kind of keep yourself in the game and you know keep yourself chugging on and all that kind of stuff so um all you gotta remember is bros b-r-o-s b be tenacious be like queen elizabeth be a woman who is in charge of a country and an empire when nobody else was to set and pave the way for all these other people That's be like tenacious old lady be like general be like general grange they named a freaking ranger competition after you be like steve harvey be like all these other people be changed go out and do something different steve harvey told a great story about how when he got his daytime talk show host they gave him a speech coach and he goes no nah, we ain't fitting to do that she goes what he says we ain't finna do that i got to where <laughs> i am by being me a yeah. poor kid from the hood in cleveland why am I going to change that now? Because that's not going to work. People listen to me and they like me for who I am. Be tenacious. I, I watched a, a clip of uh, Bernie Mac today when he did Def Comedy Jam. That's, that's some of my bitch. Yeah, I ain't scared <laughs> of you motherfuckers. But there's a story behind this. I don't want to go into it now, but there's yeah. a great story behind how that happened. And it's if you've never heard that story, it's, an, it's insane and it's amazing at the same time. But be tenacious. Whatever you do in life. If you're going to be a nurse, if you're going to be a parent, if you're going to be a service member, if you're going to be a teacher, if you're going to be a research scientist, if you're going to, you know, be whoever, be the best that you can possibly be. That's quoting the old army commercial. Be all, all that you, that you can, can be. be. But go out and give it your absolute best. Don't half-ass it, okay? Like, like uh, the meme says, don't half-ass two things. Whole ass one thing. Okay, I think that was Ron Swanson. So it's just like, yeah. yes, it was. R, refuse to surrender. You know, again, I'm going to use Steve Harvey. He talks about all these stories about just trying to make it struggling, just trying to get his name out there, being a comedian, being a comic, having all these stories and whatnot. It's never easy. It's never going to be rough, but he refused to surrender. And now this guy is living on easy street. He's got a great family. He's got grandkids. He's got a great his, he's got a gorgeous wife. He's got all this other crazy stuff. And he just said, no, you're not going to keep me down. And he went out there and made it happen. And he had all these things happen, start to line up. He became host of the Showtime at the Apollo for eight years. And then it just led on to other bigger and better things. It's like he's not setting you up for failure. He's prepping you for a comeback. Ooh. You know? Yeah. 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 Nice. It always sucks. So, yeah, refuse to surrender. There's going to be times in your life when things get sideways and get get you a little bit off. You're get a little bit off track on the land, of course. Thanks, LT. Um, whatever the case may be, pull yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep driving on, man. Just keep going to the objective. Keep driving on. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. Like we say all the time, there's going to be times where you have things in your way. You might have a wall. You might have a moat. Swim the moat. Fuck them alligators or whatever the hell's swimming in it. Amoebas. Who cares? You know, if you got a wall in your way, go around it. Go over it. Go under it. Whatever. Breach it. 
Debt cord. Angalores. She Ford. Back into it with a striker. <laughs> anyway, whatever you got to do, obliterate your obstacles, man. Do not let things get in your way. If it's worth accomplishing, go out and accomplish that shit. All right. There's a guy for uh, Black Rifle Coffee who is one of their free fall guys. He's on their like parachute team. Guy doesn't have any legs, but he's like, okay. He's out there and he's he's good at it. He's amazing and it just it's in, it's inspiring as hell to watch, man. It's it's fucking amazing. So, whatever that happens, obliterate your obstacles. Okay. S. Most importantly, S. Seek out help in a time of need. Okay. As you mentioned with our friend John, you know that's what happened is is very tragic and it could be avoided. Everybody needs help. I mean, this guy has reached out to me when he's needed help. I've reached out to him when I've needed help. That's what you do. That's what you do for family. It's what you do for friends, people you care about. Okay. Um, whether it's people you served with, you know, old service members that you were in the, in the military with, um, people in your family, coworkers, friends from high school, whatever the case may be. If, if it's somebody that can help you reach out to them, man. Yeah, buddy. That's all. It, all it takes is a phone call, a text message. Hey dude, you busy. Can I talk? I'm not in a good place. Like everybody goes through that. And if, if you're not, well, either one, you live a really awesome life and that's impressive or two, Hey, you're in denial and that's okay. But just realize everybody needs help at some point or another. Um, if you don't have anybody that can help you with that, there's the national suicide prevention hotline and there's two different ways to get a hold of them. Um, you have the 800 number, which is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Or they now have the three-digit uh, prefix, which is 988. That's 988. You can call or you can text, and they have somebody on the line 24-7 that will get in touch with you and kind of help you. Um, there's no need to have the number of veterans and the number of people in general trying to hurt themselves, injure themselves, or or end themselves when there are resources available, okay? This shit has got to stop. 22 service members a day commit suicide. No more. Let's let's stop that shit. Sad and scary number, bro. It's sad, scary, and it it should pitch you off. It really should, you know? There was a story we talked about last week, or previously, where... The week before... Was it the week before? Yeah. yeah, it was the week before. Yeah, the guy in Canada, he went to like their equivalent of the VA, and they said, "Well, you should probably just go home and shoot yourself." Uh, the fuck over? Seriously? And he ended up taking his life afterwards too. Did he really? I think he did, didn't he? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I just might be wrong. That- might be wrong, folks. I just know that if I was told that, man, I'd go through that phone and choke somebody the fuck out. Seriously. Yeah. But, folks, like we said earlier, this show, this message may not be about you. It may be about somebody else. But you are part of the process. You watch the show. Maybe you remember, hey, this guy's good looking, and this guy's got a big-ass head. That's okay. That's fine. If it makes you remember us, I'm good with that. Because then you'll talk about it to somebody, and then they tell somebody, and they tell somebody, and then they tell somebody, and it's something that they need to hear to get them out of that rut they're stuck in. Of, and the message you know, gets passed on. And the message gets passed, and next thing you know, somebody that was thinking about doing something 
that's you know irreversible changes their mind and go you know what i'm gonna tough this shit out yeah and that's what it's all about so just remember be tenacious refuse to surrender obliterate your obstacles seek out help in a time of need if you can do that you're gonna be good to go okay and we want everybody to be good to go damn so, right on that note i'm gonna hand it off to alamo here he's going to plug all the social media stuff and then we're going to end up the show because it's already been about an hour and i'm sure after that point you guys are like okay okay shut up yeah shut up. So. <laughs> the um so basically if you guys want to contact us on the social medias you can do that over at facebook.com slash battle bros dot podcast you can also do that on the instagram at battle bros underscore podcast where you can message us both on Facebook Messenger. You could also message us on Instagram's Messenger. And you can also use the WhatsApp on our Facebook page just by clicking the little green button. And you can go ahead and leave us a voice message as well as text and get us a message any way you can there. You can also, if you feel it, or if you feel so behooved, to contact us at the Battle Bros PC. Nice, at, dude. Nice. At gmail.com. Um, that is a, that is an email that we that both myself and Mac both have uh, instant access to. We, we do check that fairly regularly. Um, only because we haven't really been getting a lot of messages. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So um, the two the two messages we're looking for, folks. Number one, we are the um, the uh how should we say we are the um dating advocates for one uh brian ellis brian ellis correct um you have to go through us to get to him so correct um come with it the other thing too is that we're also looking oh wait i can't say that yet because you haven't plugged the other shit my bad um keep going my bad yeah buddy um (laughs) also if you'd like to catch us on any other platform other than here on the youtube where we are live right now you can do that over on rumble.com where you just look up battle bros and it should take you directly to us also we have a link right on the home page of our of our youtube channel where you can go ahead and click our Facebook, our Instagram, our Rumble, as well as uh, I all don't that, what else all I linked. That all stuff. them social medias. So uh, all the now, social medias. Y'all ain't got no excuse. Um, also, if you'd like to go ahead and hear us on the audio platforms so that you can listen to us while you're on the road without watching us on video, be safe, y'all. Um, you can distracted driving is dangerous dangerous driving. driving. You can do that on Anchor, you can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Now, whoa, that's new. Um, Castbox, yeah, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Now we're we're on iHeartRadio. Hey, we're on iHeartRadio. Yeah, we're getting out I there, like man. I like the sound of that. Woo! Um, I didn't even know that that was a thing. They never emailed me. Um, <laughs> but also, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that on Anchor.fm. Break, break, break. Stand fast. Yes, sir. For the folks that have Alexa, make sure you say Alexa. Play, Play me the Battle Bros. Bros podcast. 
And if you do that, get a pic, get a video, get a video, send it into us because yes. we that would just that's one of it's it's so kind of goofy and minuscule and all this stuff, but it's like Alexa, play the Battle Bros. Like I'm gonna be like, holy we fuck, we made man. it. We're kind of big time. It's kind of awesome. Like fucking, we're awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not as cool as being Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore But hey, I'll take it. So yeah, if we you are the Wild Stallions. I gotta see that That's third awesome. movie when it comes out. But anyway, uh, it's it's on Hulu now. Oh really? Nice. So. If uh, um, if you if you send in a video of you saying, "Hey Alexa, want to listen to the Battle Bros podcast?" We are totally Bros. gonna we're gonna give you a shout out and kind of you know kiss your tushy a little bit. That's right. As, as, as shout uh, out on the show, baby. Recognition. So, all right, I'm gonna shut up. Finish up. Yeah. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do that over on Anchor FM or the Anchor app itself. Which is our primary platform, obviously. That's where we kind of upload everything from our YouTube videos, everything down to the audio. So that you have easy access to us wherever you feel need be. Um, you can do that at the support button right there in the description box inside of our inside of the Battle Bros podcast uh, page or on our page on the Anchor app. I have nothing else there, brother. Like yeah. I said, though, you know, this this episode I feel like was very important for for a couple of reasons. Number one, we want you to know that hey, you have a legacy to pass on. Do not deprive others of that legacy that you, like, dude. You could influence the next freaking billionaire that saves like millions alive by influence by by inventing something brand fucking new you could be that person that influences somebody to make a change in their life that you know ends up impacting thousands of people in their community you you never know who you're going to influence i feel like i we need to preface that a little bit because there's a lot of influencers out there i feel like if you're Correct, calling yeah. yourself an influencer you're probably not as influential as you as you think, think you are. Me. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that to knock people. I mean cuz like there's there's a lot of people out there trying to do the an honest thing and all that kind of stuff. There's also a lot of there's also posers. a lot of posers, white noise and just malarkey and nonsense out there. So malarkey. Malarkey. Um but yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah. You know, it and but again, like I said, you never know who you never know who you may impact. Eh? 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 You never know who you might impact in a good way. So I mean, some of you might have a negative impact on inadvertently, you never know. But I, I, I like to believe that there's more to be garnered and more to be gained from having someone here than not having them here. Yeah. I, I, I want to, I, I think there's a bright side even to negative interactions because hell you learn how to not be some way, you know what I mean? And I think that's the main takeaway from this episode. Yeah. One of you know, and leave your legacy and I'm done. 
one of the legacies that I had from being in the army was, you know, I learned a lot about leadership, not only for myself, but, you know, leadership of others. And it's the, the last guy that I had as a squad leader when I left is now the battalion command sergeant major for my old unit. And like, good nice. solid dude. But like, you know, the legacy is, I learned a lot about what good leadership and I learned a lot more about what bad leadership bad looks leadership. like. And that's just as if not, or even, as we on the battle bros like to say, leadership, leadership. Absolutely. So, but yeah, legacy. That's what it's all about. What we Damn leave right. to the people after us, kids, pretty, um, you know, nieces, nephews, it doesn't matter. Family members, you know, coworkers, Whatever the yeah. case may be. So, well, that's going to wrap us up. So, again, thank you for joining us. This was episode 043, titled Legacy of the Battle Bros podcast. Um, if you came back and saw us, thank you. If you check us out for the first time, hope you dug it. Again, pass it along, tell your friends. Um, you never know who this needs to, who needs to hear this message. So, that's right. Pass it along, you know, share the love, pay it forward, all that good stuff. So, um, the next episode we do is going to be 44, uh, episode 044. It's going to be our last episode of our second season. And we're going to have a special guest. I'm not going to give away too much. We'll kind of tease that throughout the week. But it's going to be hopefully another fantastic episode. So please check us out for that. Damn until, right. the, until then, this is Mac and Alamo with the Battle Bros podcast. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, we'll see you soon. Battle Bros out catch you later stay safe everybody <laughs>